In our opinion, movies can be found in one of two realms. The realm of the renowned, those active in the minds of pop culture, your masterpieces, your witty comedies, your impactful horror. There are even those that are so bad they're good. Cult classics. This is not a show about those movies. Instead, we bravely venture into the realm of the forgotten. We plummet the depths of cinema, searching amidst the left behind, the seventh at the box office and the bottom of the bargain bin. We seek out neglected films to find the ones worth salvaging from oblivion. And banish the unworthy back to the abyss. What hidden gems will we find on our exploration? What mediocre plot lines will we unearth? And what artifacts that may at first have been overlooked will we reclaim? I'm Wesley. I'm Peter. I'm Lily. I'm Sam. And hello from obscurity. Passion project to end all passion projects. Madonna's movie, W.E., came out in 2011, and boy, do we have stuff to say. Yeah. Yes, we yeah. do. <laughs> um, Lily, so, I, I, you yeah. know, I, yeah, go, I mean, do your intro, but I, I do think we got to talk about the timing you go. Go of ahead. this pick. Uh, I I don't know. I, oh my I, it's God. a little suspicious. It's a little suspicious, Lily. You know, we yeah, had Lily. a bit of a break on the podcast, Look, an... so you picked this movie and everything was fine. Uh, but here we are today, recording a movie, recording <laughs> an episode about a movie about the uh, the royal family on the day of Her Majesty's funeral. You you come to my podcast on this day of the Queen's <laughs> funeral. I'm just, I'm just saying, Lily. Look, I, I, I have a call. I have Lily's responsible for the Queen's. I have death. a solid alibi. <laughs> Not the no! 90, 90 years. Yeah. Not the no, ninety-five no. years. It's it's little. Six years. This I am was a done all for I... algorithmic purposes. <laughs> of course. Uh, we're just trying I to get the views, man. At whatever cost. Monarchist and royalist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I I live and die by the British monarchy. To me, <laughs> the Revolutionary War was our biggest mistake. I think it's we should have stayed within the podcast. Commonwealth. We'd all yeah. have health care. Uh-huh. The, the yeah. only the only time I have is the Greenwich Village time. That's how I keep my keep my routine, <laughs> my schedule. As we see. It's just Greenwich, not Greenwich Village. Oh, sorry. That's in New York. idiot. (laughs) Hey, you stop that. It is. Greenwich is in London. Oh. As long as we stand fast in California, the sun will still not set on the British Empire. All right. (laughs) We have now since declared war on Germany as Prime Minister Churchill delivers a powerful speech to the House of Commons. Okay, so, yeah, it's a movie about a beloved monarch who uh, 
leaves England so that he and his wife can be happy. No, it's not Harry and Meghan. It's Edward and Wallace. Yeah, you said beloved. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, keep going. I keep interrupting. This movie says they were beloved. The movie says they were loved. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Does it? No, th- okay, it definitely so. does. It definitely does. He, um, so, W.E., it is told through the eyes of two women, uh, Wally and Wallace. Wally is in 1998 New York. Um... And the second woman, Wallace Simpson, and it's told because Wally is sort of, uh, she's attending this Sotheby's uh, au- uh, state auction, and sort of she's sort of a voyeur throughout um, Wallace's life. And it just, it just goes, it just happens. It and does. Stuff, <laughs> stuff happens, and she is married to a child psychiatrist who, for some reason... They, they married and fell in love, but he's always working. But when she calls the hospital, he's never there. And he's, um, you know, they're this perfect New York society couple, but she's really unhappy. She wants a baby. He doesn't know if he even wants kids. She's going on IVF at the age of 28. Oh, wow. Very, I she's don't know a lot of doctors in this? that would sign off on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's 28. Okay. She herself is 20. And we're talking yeah, about present day or pre- 1990s Wally. Wally. Yes. Yeah, the, there's two Wallaces. There's modern Wallace and there's England Wallace. Maybe, maybe, yeah. 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 We, we'll, it took let's me call so that. long to figure that out. Okay. I was Sorry, so confused for like the first 30, 40 minutes of this movie. <laughs> I didn't even realize, like, it took me a long time to realize they had the same name. Uh, yeah, I... I the, the yeah. Oh, yeah, because she was named back after and her. Forth, um, yeah, but, like, going back and forth between all these things and, like, you just keep hearing the same name and, like, I yeah. don't... I don't know anything about, like, the actual historical uh, facts of this. Like, I've I've never really looked into it. So I, I was never quite sure who they were talking about. <laughs> I uh, did. And very I was still easy for confused. me to get lost. Yeah. Because there was a British, because the child psychologist is also British. So I'm yeah. like, it's an American woman. So Wallace Simpson's American woman who marries the a British man, a British king. And then this. Uh, Spoilers. <laughs> Spoilers then, for the monarchy. <laughs> and then Abigail Cornish. <laughs> is that her name? She uh, yes. she yes. marries Abby Cornish. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, Cab Cabby Cornish. Sorry, Spoonerism. Uh, yeah, she marries also a British guy, and there was no like black and white or anything. So I was like, oh, what what time period are we in? Because I didn't know they had IVF back in the day. That's literally what I thought. Yep. I was like, Wallace Simpson's taking IVF. I know. I thought I thought the same thing. There's a shot with nope. like modern nope. Wally walking through like a kitchen and it looked really modern. I'm like, wow, that's a really modern kitchen for this historical movie. Not realizing yeah. it was we we're looking at the modern day. See, I got that there was like two different time periods that we were going back and forth. No, I it, understood that. I yeah. just kept getting lost. Yeah, I, I got a little lost, too, for like about that first 30 minutes because the editing style is very distinct but then i kind of got used to it and it it flowed better like after that 
like once I would, I kind of understood what we were doing. So it's definitely, I think what Madonna, I think was her attempt, I think was to show uh, the, in an interview in Venice where it premiered in 2011, she says it's a movie about love and the cost of love and you can definitely tell an American uh, directed it because it is kind of this hyper-realistic, polished <laughs> version, I think, of the, the Windsor family and the monarchy. And I because whenever because I also today I watched the episode of The Crown uh, where he tries to re-enter society and Claire Foy's Queen Elizabeth is like, uh, no, you're not. <laughs> you're staying in Paris for the rest of your life. And the way the distinct style in which Americans show this story and Britain's British people is very different. Um, yeah, and so it's just told the, the way the Sotheby's is sort of this tool where, like, Wally will pick up a mirror and you'll see Wallace Simpson holding the mirror in the 30s, and then you're just kind of shown around and it's it's very hyper realistic. Because I think if you really did a movie on this couple, it would be like a very dark, hellish landscape and not like. Oh, the worst thing they did was fall in love, and they didn't do anything wrong. And yeah, we're we we're gonna have to we're gonna have to talk about about some of that later on. <laughs> I will say I really did like how it was filmed. Yes. It felt like it felt like it was a uh, like Me a perfume too. ad. It was a. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like you know, Gucci yes. guilty. You know, like let's have a whole film about this. Uh, um, mm. So I actually enjoyed that. Uh, it was definitely a lot of yeah. Style the, the cinematographer. Um, yeah, the cinematographer Hagen or Hagen Bogdansky, I think, is like the the way. So Madonna, a little thing about Madonna, her training initially in the 70s and 80s was as a dancer. So as a result, I think she really knows how to capture bodies in motion. Like my favorite parts of this movie are the dancing scenes when you see how their costumes move and when you see the, how the camera keeps, like the scene where they're, um, where she's like, your family will never accept me. They'll never love me. This is Wallace Simpson in the 30s. And they, they keep talking around this tree and the camera just keeps following them as she's moving and as he's following her. And I, I absolutely love the way that is sh- that's shot. I think it's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. So I will say that's definitely a saving grace of this movie is she really knows how things move. Right. You know, I did it. I this the title of the movie, I think I also have an issue with because I can't. If I put in W.E., they're always trying to suggest something else like Westworld or West Wing. Yeah. And, and I'm like, the W.E., uh, the movie? Uh, do I put periods here? This is this is petty, but Period I'm still slashes. like, where is yeah. this? Where can I find this movie? Um, but it stands for Wallace and... Ed- Edvard. Oh, Edward. Okay. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> or or Wallace and What did you um, think it was? I couldn't uh, remember. I was going to say Ed, Ed something. Peter. I can't I can't remember. But Edward the It's super of confusing because Yeah, it's super confusing because his reinal name was Edward, but his whole family called him David. I'm like, "Well, that's just stupid." I know. So the whole like royal name. names is very confusing cuz then you get you do get a different name sometimes it's, when you become crowned. But right. like, why? 
Doesn't that make it more confusing to then pick a right. name that's already been used a million times so that you're like the third or fourth or fifth? Like, you fifth know, Henry. Or else just need to listen, get more creative with the names. Listen, we're all, we all love the monarchy in this podcast. We're all devout it's royalists. Established. Yeah. <laughs> As I said, yes. I, I operate um, on yeah, Greenwich so- Village time. <laughs> So um, the first thing we really see of Wallace, and it's really kind of shocking, is she's running a bath. She's been waiting for hours for her husband to come home. And he comes home, he rips her out of the bath and, like, starts just hitting her. And then you find out she's pregnant. And then after he hits her, there's, like, blood on the white tile. I'm like, oh, boy, do is that accurate? I don't wish you, ooh, wow. Yeah, that was that a, is a startling jump a into, like, this movie, for sure. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Well, that's another reason why I thought it was Especially, definitely yeah. that uh, I, I thought it was the the Cornwallis, not Cornwallis, sorry, Cornish uh, Wally version, because she has the same story. And I get what they're doing, the parallels. But at the beginning, yeah. when you're like jumping back and forth, you're like, oh, so she got kicked in the stomach and uh, lost a baby. But now she's trying to do IVF or what is going on? Yeah. Uh, and they also dress the same because Wally is obsessed with uh, Wallace. And uh, I, I wouldn't Ma- have known modern... it was in 98. And doesn't, she doesn't really have a personality. Wally no. is just oh a God. God, nah, no. She just, she's just kind of yeah. there, very blank faced. Yeah, she yeah. she serves as a vessel for the rest of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, I will say though, like with the yeah. whole parallels, because there is the whole thing of like they do have a lot of similarities in their lives, like kind of, and that's partly why you get that she's sort of like obsessed with Wallace Simpson. But um I did like the fact that because what modern Wally is working on this auction thing that has all of these actual items from wallace simpson that she's dealing with i like the way that that was used to sometimes take you into yes like the flashbacks of wallace simpson so she's handling something and then it cuts to a scene where like wallace simpson is using that thing like herself um yeah i thought that was kind of cool i I couldn't tell the first time i watched it because the first time i watched it i was in high school but (laughs) but watching it now it seems very much like it's wally's um idea of what it would have happened it doesn't feel mm. like a strict historical retelling again kind of and we're gonna come back to this throughout this episode sure. if you wanted to tell the real historical event of this couple it shouldn't be a love story it shouldn't be you know it would be about these two really shitty people <laughs> doing really bad things during world war ii um so I, I will say that this movie, to me, is a really strong example of directorial choices and right. perspective, mm-hmm. um, especially when you have other examples of this exact same story told a lot of different ways. Yes. So I think it it should. I, I appreciate that it exists because it just shows how many ways you can see something, um, mm-hmm. which I think mm-hmm. is important because there are a lot of movies that have zero choices and zero vision. So it's like, well, she took a swing at it. She took yeah. a big yep. old swing. Which, yeah, just to say, too, I think the King's Speech came out, like, the same year, like, the year before this movie. Year and before, that also yeah. tells 
this same story just from Elizabeth's dad, Queen Elizabeth's dad's perspective and him becoming king because his brother went off with Wallace Simpson. So it's very well, I was also, interesting. I was in, yeah. uh, interested, uh, Lily, because like I, you know, we talk about the crown a lot and then I watch this movie and I'm like, oh, uh, is she or uh, Lily, are you like, you know, all about this like it was true love and Edward the eighth did nothing wrong type thing. And so at this point I was like, what, what is this? What do, is this not the Lily I know? But, uh, you know, it, it is interesting because I had the same thought Lily where it was like, it's really cool as much as it was hard. So it was challenging. I said, should say, um, to like, look at the other side of this. Do I agree with it? No, but it is interesting to see kind of this uh, uh, love story from the point of view. And I like your interpretation, too, Lil, of uh, of the it's going on. And this is uh, Cornwallis's or I'm sorry, Abigail's. No, please uh, keep saying Cornwallis. <laughs> Cornwallis. <God. laughs> no, because I, I have the, I, I have a uh, similar thing, because like what like I said before, I had very very little prior knowledge of like i just not a gap in my historical knowledge this whole freaking relationship so i was sold on that relationship that was my that's my favorite part of the movie like hell yeah let's go back to edward and wallace i'm really liking this these guys seem like they're really into it cool i was 100 percent on their side yeah that was that was your favorite relationship i really you know who i loved is genny Yes. Yes. Uh, Oscar Isaac. He had personality to carry yeah. both of both Cornwallis yes. and uh, himself. Are we saying oh Cornwallis is modern yes. Wally? Is that what we're going with? Let's All call right. Abby. So just for our dear listeners, just so that they don't get lost like uh, like we did. So yeah. Abby, Abby Cornish plays 1990s Wally, but we are going to call her Cornwallis. Okay. And we were go- and Wallace Simpson is Wallace. That's what okay. that's what Great. we'll say. That that um, works for me. And also, um, yeah, it's weird how like Oscar Isaac and Ernest, her second husband, David Harbour, are like the biggest stars from this movie now. <laughs> right, right. Because in two thousand Yeah, Natalie, Natalie Dormer. Yeah, I, was like, I know they were all like kind of the most like I mean, other than I mean, Oscar Isaac in this movie is my favorite part, but uh and it's not just because it's Oscar Isaac, it's you know. Nah, it's, it's for other we, reasons. We, <laughs> I will say, me and Sam spent a good like first third of the movie, I'd say, trying to figure out what his accent was. That is that is true. We were <laughs> a little confused as to yeah. where his character was supposed to be from. Yes, and then he he very kindly had the line of, uh, "What do you think I am, KGB or something?" It's like, like, "Oh, oh he's Russian." Russian. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, I got it. I got it when he told her I'm from Russia. I didn't even get that. <laughs> oh, line. Yeah, okay, I think we both missed that then. <laughs> it was like, but oh yeah. 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 Um, so uh after um it's assumed then we take a jump in time where Wallace is now married to David Harbour's character, Ernest, and he's a, mm-hmm. an American businessman, and they go to this big house called Fort Belvedere to meet with the prince because they're they're in a kind of a socialite circle in London where she's friends with his mistress Thelma. Mm. Okay. And 
very early on, you can tell Wallace likes going to parties. She likes being around fancy people. Um, loves even though martinis. She's, she, she makes a mean martini. Um, and I do think the, uh, the actress who plays her, Andrea Riceboro, does a pretty solid um, mid-Atlantic, like, 1930s oh, yeah. accent oh, she's without good. it mm-hmm. being, like, overdone. I think she was great. I think she's, yeah. she's really good. Um, and so then they, they have a, you know, there's a ball. Well, not a ball, but, like, a, you know, 1930s, very stylish. And you see uh, David, who is way more handsome than he was in real life, uh, played by James Darcy. <laughs> And he's playing music, and they start dancing. And to me, the the way that again the dancing in this movie I think is shot so beautifully, and the dialogue where she's like, "The lack of central heating in London is not ideal. I'm always cold." And then he says, "Well, perhaps you need someone to keep you warm. Isn't that what husbands are for?" Like just very like snappy, flirty. You know, they're all very mm-hmm. gorgeous. Um, and then it cuts back to Sotheby's where she uh, where. Uh, Cornwallis uh, <laughs> uh, sees Evgeny because he's kind of eyeing her like she's been staring at that necklace for like two hours. <laughs> so Where he, he's working as a security guard. And this is this is yes. Oscar Isaac. I'm yeah. just, just just to say yes, that. yes. She's also and... crying at this. <laughs> yeah, which she <laughs> cries just a staring lot. for she two hours and then just like single tears the whole way through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not just about. The, the tablecloth. It's more than the, just the tablecloth that she's crying about. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's very clear. Tablecloth. It's very clear that uh, Cornwallis is deeply unhappy <laughs> in her marriage. She wants to have a kid. Her husband's an asshole. She's not happy. So she's using this to escape. And, you know, she just happens to meet sexy Ukrainian security guard Evgeny, you know, and he likes her. You know, you can tell he kind of looks at her and you can just tell. Um, and got those they, why guys. does she like her? Why does he like her? <laughs> is my question. Okay. Well, you know, because honestly, she's there. She is there. She's, she's she does a crying woman. She's got a great body. I guess, but also, uh, I, uh, I'm just, no personality. No. Yeah. There she, is a little I, bit of um, I, Bella Swan-ness where she's just kind of boring yeah, and mopey, but uh-huh. somehow gorgeous guys just fall in love with her. And this is 2011. Mm-hmm. Ah, peak, peak Twilight, you know, mopey True. brunette peak, phase. Peak mopey brunette special girl who all the guys yes. like and no one knows why. And it's all, oh, there's just something about you. Yeah, this was like the peak, the peak period for that. It is also like, as I keep mentioning on this show, uh, this is 2011. A lot of our movies we've been reviewing come from 2011 <laughs> and 2003. So I, we Something just did happened. a 2000, Something happened 2003 movie last time, and now we're uh, back to our, 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 our regular 2011. So just yeah. wanted to point that People out. People just didn't go to movies that year for some reason. Yeah. No, no, no. These movies were just okay that year. That's what I think. <laughs> Timing. Like, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And then just Tidal another thing before, I f- <laughs> <laughs> um, and then another thing that I really like the choice that Madonna made is you see um, Cornwallis, she's kind of getting dolled up to look like Wallace in her uh, New York apartment. And then you see Wallace talk to her. Yeah. You see Andrea Riceboro as Wallace, um, a little bit older and I really like that scene um, because she's uh, Wallace just said to her, you know, you are really very beautiful. 
And they're just kind of talking like, oh, a woman has more to offer than just her looks. And it's, it's very clear that Andrea was like, okay, how would a woman in the 30s move, talk? And I, I really enjoyed that because at the end, um, they both stand up and Wallace kind of holds her face gently going, the most important thing is your face. The other end, you just sit on. I'm like, please tell me Madonna wrote that part. Madonna. <laughs> yeah. The and other end, you just sit on. Comes in and accuses her of being a fraud for some reason. Yeah. Am I, I interrupting just... something? say like her husband yeah. cornwallis's husband is like cartoonishly <laughs> bad guy like there is yeah. no like nuance like i literally like i'm just like how did you why did you even marry this no. guy like literally he is like a mustache terrible villain like from the beginning well, well yeah. what i i kind of got from this is like i didn't mind it because at this point like when i found out he was or when he became cartoonishly evil is kind of the point where I was like, okay, this movie is a melodrama and it's like the Titanic. Billy Zane is cartoonishly evil in Titanic. <laughs> and That's Oscar true. Isaac is like Leonardo DiCaprio, yes. who's cartoonishly like the perfect guy. So mm -hmm. at this point I'm like, all right, I, I, there is a place for melodrama in the in in the world of cinema, and I'm I'm down for this like broad stroke, good versus evil, and the mm -hmm. the, the guy was bad, and the, yeah. the girl was good, and, and it's it's and pretty I, striking too because when they're at a dinner party and they she brings up um, Wallace and Edward to her husband who is British living in Manhattan for some reason. <laughs> um, that he immediately was like, oh, they were Nazis. They were Nazis. And she says, well, they, they were just naive. They, they visited him because they were, you know, they had just been kicked out of England. They were naive, but they weren't Nazis. And I was like, oh boy, that yeah. is wrong. <laughs> yeah. No, this, this movie, like, so for historical things, like, I don't actually know a ton of details about. Let's the, get into the, it. Let's just have it. this part now. This came up. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. But I, I know it wasn't nearly as simple and not nearly as much of a misunderstanding as this movie <laughs> tried to make it seem. No, like, because you would think from watching this movie that they just were misunderstood socialists. They just were like Indiana Jones in the third movie where he just like backs into Hitler and is like, oh, can I get your autograph? Oh. Yeah. Whoops. That was us. We were happy to be in Nazi Germany and we backed up and there's Goebbels and Hitler. So, okay. Here's uh, a few good tidbits I have about this that uh, during my right. rabbit hole. Dear dear listener, I've spent the whole day on my laptop going down a deep deep rabbit hole of this. Uh, I pulled myself out to record this episode. So, um a few years ago a book called Traitor King by Ad Andrew Loney's uh, he found new evidence to uh, really just rip apart this couple. Um, if anyone watched The Crown, you see pictures at the end of them shaking hands with Hitler. They're doing the, the salute. They are smiling, happy to be there, right? And then you learn in that episode that they visited the camps. And it, it was Ooh. sort of unclear. Um, I don't think the uh, final solution had set in had been set in motion, but there were camps built. They visited, so oh, there's God. there's there's one. I forgot about that. Yeah, and so then um, in in um, Andrew Loney's book, 
Um, she, it, there's evidence, and there's a few other books that kind of say similar things. Um, she never loved Edward. Oh, really? Yes. So he was a man-child. Uh, yes. Uh, um, emotionally stunted and just wanted a mom. Ah. Huh. And so he found Wallace Tale who could totally... Tale time, unfortunately. <laughs> I know, it's so unoriginal. It's yeah, so boring. Like, oh, so like, that's like, like Catholic guys like me or my friends have dated. Cool. Like. <laughs> right. <laughs> Catholic um, guys? Half the guys. the guys. Oh, I heard Catholic guys, <laughs> but maybe it applies yeah, to Catholic yeah, guys. No. <laughs> it might, but no, um, no, no, no. <laughs> so then while she uh, was with him in London before they before the abdication, she had an affair with Colonel Ribbentrop of the oh, SS. Oh, God. Spoiler alert. Name. He, he gets killed at Nuremberg. He is executed. Ooh. So I'll let you f- make your own conclusions about what he did if he died at Nuremberg via he was execution the Nazi, style. He was the Nazi ambassador to Britain. And he was like the face that Britain hated. Yes. Because <laughs> he taunted them. Cool. Yeah. I love and how then, like we're just um, getting this all the way and then we're going to be like, let's talk about this thing where they were just like a yeah. cute couple in a row. I know, because I was like, going to come back and be like, that's my favorite part of the movie. I love the relationship. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can. In this world of the movie, I think, in Peter, this- you can like them. Yes. yes, in this in, in this basically in Wal- fictional movie, yeah, I like their couple. They are a fictional characters because this is not at all what the real people were like. <laughs> right, right, so, because you can't really do going. a love you can't do a beautiful love story about these people if you're going to do it right. Um, yeah, and so uh, yeah, she was um, deeply in love actually with her second husband Ernest, who David Harbour plays. She was really happy with him. And she wrote him letters for her whole marriage with him, saying how much she missed him, how much she loved him, she how unhappy she was taking care oh, of wow. him, and how she had no freedom as um because they okay. as they left they were the Duke and Duchess of Windsor, like a fake title. They lived off, they were parasites living in the south of France for the next like thirty years before he died. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she um. And he threatened to um, unalive himself if he wouldn't, if she wouldn't marry him, uh, the king. What, wait, the king? what does that mean? Oh my god! This, this is our podcast. We can say kill. No, I know. I just that's just I don't know. Oh, sorry. He, no, I didn't know if that was like a, a term that I didn't know. So it's kill. Himself? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. Cool. It's like a TikTok thing because TikTok censors everything. Yeah, I just don't want to trigger anyone who's listening either. Fair enough. Like, fair enough. Um. But yeah, he was, um, yeah, and then a little bit just about this family, the Windsor House. Uh, so the guy who abdicated, right, King Edward, the the loves the lover boy, lover boy. He, he was the great grandson of Queen Victoria, and that mm. family is super German, <gasps> super fucking German. They are. And there are family members from the House of Windsor that married Germans and then became Nazi soldiers. Classic. Fun. Tale as old as time. So this I'm family. So I didn't do any research after watching this. This I'm is just like a going history based lesson. off of like what I came in knowing about yeah. this period in the royal family. I didn't do any outside research. So this is all very interesting. Yes. And it's again, it's fascinating. If you want to go down a rabbit hole for a day, highly, <laughs> highly you, recommend you, this one. Can you say that book again? Yeah, Traitor King by Andrew Lonis. Lonies? 
Okay. Um, and yeah, it's just nuts. I mean, this family is just so German. <laughs> and they went to war. <laughs> like, because th- the guy who inherited, you know, his brother. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, King George the st- George. His real name was Albert, but his... Yeah. But Churchill didn't want him to be called Albert because it was too Germanic. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, no one gets off Scott. Dragon slaying name. I mean, <laughs> yes. In in learning more about what I, we'll, we'll just say David because that's what his yeah. character's name is in the movie. Yeah. But the the um King Edward. King King Edward. Uh, the more I'm like learning about him, like personality wise, and the fact that like, the Nazi shit, it's kind of like one of those things. Like, you know what? I think this all like sorry for Wallace Simpson if she was really that miserable and everything, but like history wise, maybe things worked out for the best mm-hmm. because if he had been on the throne like throughout World War II, who the fuck knows what have happened? Like, and they shipped. Okay, so this is the last thing, and then we're gonna get back to. <laughs> okay. All right. Cool. Um, so the last thing is, so while he was king, he was only king for a year. They knew that they needed to get rid of him because of his allegiances. It was common knowledge that he oh. was on their side. So it was already in motion of, okay, we're going to maybe start gearing up the brother to take over. Because if we're going to declare war and get and win and survive the blitz we got to get rid of him so they he they moved him to the bahamas with wallace to be governor of the bahamas during the blitz <laughs> jesus huh. christ this guy um, is reprehensible yeah, <laughs> yeah. which like, is funny were, because his yeah. his brother is like my favorite uh like yeah I, I, there might be people who are like ah i hate the royals but check out check out it's uh, interesting it's state. interesting yeah, he's, it's fun. He's actually really cool. And they did him so dirty in this movie. He was like a mama's boy. The exact opposite dude, of what yeah. he was. Please don't leave me alone with father. Right, right. Jared Harris in The Crown, the best. Anyway. um, So yeah, all I'll say is... In Darkest Hour. All I'll say is the Marburg, Marburg something files. That's If you want to Google it, you can Google it. Um, okay, so deep state conspiracy theories <laughs> by Lily. Thank you very they're much. They're all they're all reptiles. Okay. Um, <laughs> so then they are uh so Wallace clearly is into Edward. Um or David. Oh, we're talking about the movie. We're talking yes. about yes, now, we're back now we're back, we're back in the movie. We're going, we're going back okay. to the movie. For a second there, I was like, is this wait, okay. Um, and then so you learn that his mistress Thelma is going Thelma. to New York and she wants Wallace to watch over David while she's gone. I'm like, okay, cool. Mm. Um, oh, and no, then yeah, watch over go. my boyfriend. That's what you yeah. tell a girl is just watch over my boyfriend. That's what yeah. I do with my super my weird. Yeah. Mm. And then we learn that. Um, so they, they get along really well. And he's like, Wallace, do you know you're the only woman who's ever shown interest in my work? That's like, oh, cool. Um, but yeah, no, they seem really happy together. She totally has a crush on him. She's still with David Harbour. And then David Harbour starts to catch on. And then eventually um, Ed, David or Edward asks him to like, can I court your wife? Yes. <laughs> Leading Jesus. to my favorite line of the movie. Yes. Uh, yes. We pan across a ornate hallway as we see Wallace Simpson ear pressed against the door. We push past her to see the king. Talking to David Harbour 
Cobb. And David says, uh, uh, he, he says something to the effect of, um, well, I love her and I think you love her and I just want her to be happy. And the king responds, mm, yes, you've been extremely decent about this old chap. Pats <laughs> him on the shoulder and walks away. I know. I was. I, I think I said to Peter, like, what would you do? Like, I mean, like, can you can you really be like no to the king? Like, you can't. Of course you date? can. Yes, well, he's American. Absolutely. He has no allegiance. He could have been like I know, American. I'm just saying there is still he's a like power dynamic. He's like down in a Mississippi. This yes. is how we do it. Take a double like, barrel shotgun and go boo boo boo. All right. Anyway. No, but I definitely hear how like you could be intimidated and it was a different a different time and he, they were living in England so they were under you know um yeah. So I I do feel bad for David Harbour. He did take it like a he was very decent about the whole thing. He was a chat. very decent man. He was uh can we talk about how uh <laughs> I really like the dinner party scene where it, but it took me a while oh, to realize yeah. what was going on. And I was like, Ooh, subtle storytelling. I like that. It took me a second, but it was where it was where, uh, they're at the dinner table and Thelma is noticing that King is talking to, uh, real Wallace and they're being very flirty. And then, and then something happens and the Wallace's dress rips and and she's like, David, stop that. And the, the Look what you've done. Silent. Yeah. The yeah. crowd goes silent. The sorry, the dinner party goes silent. And I was like, What? What the <laughs> hell happened? But it's See he, she he called her da- she called her David. Yeah. I mm. I I also very scandalous. Much like that scene. Uh, also within like the the meta context of like the royalty, this is like an American woman, technically a peasant, if we're going by hierarchy, who has already been divorced and is currently married, calling out the the soon to be king and like berating him at a public party. Yeah, I know. David, I think I did make like an audible, idiot. like "Oh my god!" Yeah, like, when that happened. Yeah, because I yeah, didn't get I that. I was, I was straight too up American. says like, "Look what you did." Uh, I was like, "Whoa, you don't say that to the king, yeah, dude." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and um, the the dress that she was wearing was a replica that the um, or I don't know. I think because for this movie, because she's Madonna, she was able to get Madonna. incredible designer pieces, oh, and that is a they famous were beautiful. The art department in this movie is killed like, it. Incredible, yeah, one hundred percent. That was all very stunning. The design immaculate. The, yeah. the all the dresses and the fashion and everything so good. Mm-hmm. All the so hair good. amazing. Well, that yeah. was all the. <laughs> <laughs> that was all the trivia I'm that sorry, I found. I never thought like, that Peter on this podcast would be like, "Oh my god, their hair loved it." It looks so like, good. Every every single scene where uh, old Wallace had like a new hairstyle, I'm like, "Dang, that must have taken hours." Yeah, yeah, there was some impressive stuff for sure. I think Andrea Riceboro had over well over fifty costume changes in this movie. Jesus, wow. and they Man. shot. I think in at least 10 locations. It's, it, I mean, truly an epic, like, scope of what, what Madonna was, was going for. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will say, too, um, the music in this movie 
is Madonna. gorgeous. The the piano, the way the piano plays, um, the the song "Dance for Me," Wallace, which is that gorgeous like. Da, 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 da. Wait, when was that? Yeah, so that's like, when when they was that have at the, the very end when they have the okay from David Harbour to like have an affair and they're in oh, the South of so France weird. and they're running to the water and she's in the green swimsuit. Mm-hmm. That music is beautiful. If you have, if you know, um, dance for me, Wallace is the song and it's gorgeous. And you see him I don't gift her that. these little um, crosses, so cross crosses. charms. I know. Peter, and I were like, damn, another cross. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, and then convert, convert to Christianity. <laughs> He's the head of the Church of England. That's right. He wants you down I, on your knees. I, I, I will say. Uh, I'm sorry. Let's stop. Let's stop. It's ten. Uh, it's about eleven o'clock here, so oh let's not. It's not an episode of the podcast if Wesley doesn't make at least one accidental innuendo. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Or uh, just like true. not hold my tongue. All right. <laughs> but yeah. No. I, I will say while we're still talking about the music. Um, What's with all the samba music in the thirties? <laughs> like, did, like it, it wouldn't. It was mama like samba. Yeah, this love like they, they cost were, King Edward to leave the throne. Yeah, but it, the uh, like, I I get it as a stylized choice. Sure, yeah, it, like it worked when they were like at the beach and having a good time and doing all this stuff. But then there'd be some samba over some of the dancing, but it was a different tempo, so it didn't sync up quite right. Or there's parts where, like, oh, yeah, there was a montage of, like, her integrating into the socialite thing. It was just samba music playing at the Castle of Windsor. It's like, hmm, this <laughs> well, you really got to remember, go quite it's in the mind it's... of Cornwallis that this is taking place. That's what I'm going to that's what I'm going to chalk it up to. And it's in the mind of Madonna that this whole movie is getting created. <laughs> yeah. So there are two uh, two layers there. <laughs> I think it's all just subtle, subtle uh, notes back to the fact that they were uh, taken away to the Bahamas, where samba music is played. Uh-huh. Oh, subtle. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I, I just thought it was an interesting thing. Yeah. Oh, all right. Sure. Um, but this this movie has, again, I say this with a lot of the movies I pick, Repo, Sinbad, and now this. <laughs> I love the music. His name is Ab... Abel, Abel Korzenewski. So sorry. Butchered that Boom. last name. Got it. Um, Perfect. And the ending credit song, Masterpiece, that Madonna sang, won this movie a Golden Globe that year for best song. Mm. Yeah. Okay. And she had a very catty acceptance speech where she was like, I wasn't focused on making a music for the film. I was just focused on directing the film. And this is all very strange. And it was just like, oh my. And the whole time, if you want to. Some good celebrity gossip. Elton John is just staring daggers at her because he lost to her. Uh-huh. And it's ju- it's just awesome. Just two divas just going at it. It was very funny. Nice. Um, now, I will I will say, Lily, yes. you know, I think you 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 called. Uh, what was it? We did when we did uh, five to seven. You were like, this movie is so fucking pretentious or something along the lines. <laughs> But now I'm going to reverse it on you and be like, <laughs> what the fuck? This is the it's French. There are shots of cigarettes everywhere. There are jewels. I want to get the king Gucci had his guilty. own personal cigarette boy who followed him around. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. even know that. 
I'm just saying there's a lot of pretentiousness in this. Not saying I didn't like it. I liked it. But I'm like, but the mm, difference I is in slight defense, the difference is this is a movie about the royal family. So to not have any pretentiousness would be unrealistic. But but the Russian reads poetry and smokes cigarettes. That's, uh, okay. That's what Russians do! There's a beautiful baby grand apartment in his New York flat. This movie's a documentary! A nice apartment. Yeah, which he gets he off his security guard pay. All right, let's get into Evgeny and Cornwallis. Hell oh, yeah, yes. love their yeah, relationship. Let's do it. That, that's my favorite couple of this movie. I'm sorry, let me respeak. I like Isaac Isaacs. Sorry, yes. Oscar Isaacs. I love Oscar Isaac Jeff. Isaacs and Mr. Oscarson. I love them both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think they, he's, I mean, let's just get real here. He is a sex symbol. He is. Oscar I'm, Isaac. I'm yeah. not even like normally into like a buzz cut, but Oscar Isaac with a buzz cut um, was fine. With and it's it. um, it is kind of funny too how he plays a Ukrainian uh, gentleman when he himself is a. Uh, I think his family has roots in Central America, and he said in his SNL opening monologue, "Like I'm what they call in the in the Hollywood business ethnically ambiguous." Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. yeah, he's on that he's Ben Kingsley like, train. Yeah, like he's like. He said, like, oh, I can play, you know, this exotic character and then Timothy Chalamet's daddy. (laughs) 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 And I think that is very true uh, in this casting decision. Um, But, yeah, so Abby Cornish has no job. She's just wanting to get pregnant. She's taking the IVF. Yeah, right. It's super weird. And so she's taking IVF. And I think what she has this realization where she's just not working out. She's not pregnant. And so she just smashes all the IVFs in the sink and her hand gets all bloody and stuff. So she just yeah. keeps going back to the in the Sotheby's um, museum showcase auction, auction thing. And she just goes there like every day. And every day Evgeny is there and he's just looking at her and she's there pretty much all day. Again, no job, no shame, but no job. Um, <laughs> well, and she, she used to work there. Yes, she has a friend there. Like she knows yes. everyone there. Yeah, yeah I, I think when she got married, her, her her weird controlling British husband was like, stop working. Get, I don't want you at Sotheby's anymore. You, you're a stay-at-home yeah. wife, and you don't get to have interests. Or babies. But then, or, or babies. babies. <laughs> That's the weird part. Like, don't work. Don't have children. What? Yeah. Just stay right here. Now, I'm going to put you in a glass uh, case. You are going to be my trophy wife. I will put you in my entirely red apartment. (laughs) (laughs) Probably symbolism. um, Yeah, totally. And so eventually Oscar Isaac asks her like, oh, we have this special installment. Um, I can show you after we lock up. And you see, because all his security buddies see the footage. And is he wearing, like, there's one where he's like wearing that Russian hat. No, he's wearing the Buckingham Palace hat. That's a Buckingham Palace guard hat. Oh, excuse me. Okay. So, yeah. Well, it's recognizable. It's anyway. tr- apparently. Yeah. Um, but, uh, Lily, what else is he wearing? Nothing. Just the He's hat. He's wearing a kilt. Wearing a kilt. And nothing else. And we got a butt. We got some celebrity We got a butt. We got a butt. Oh, my God. 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 Oh, my God
butt alert. And honestly, Oscar Isaac, Oscar Isaac gets... butt is even better than a Brad Pitt butt. But it's grainy. It's in a sec- it is sec- it is security camp. It is it is. Yeah. But then we do get to see um as their relationship evolves, and we're just gonna go into it. Um, her marriage falls apart. Classic. And what? Never violently. That Such a great guy. Yes. Very yeah. violent. Yeah, that scene was like upsetting. Yeah, no, and like she's but it also was shot getting pretty great. violent too, but then it uh, I don't know. It was just uh yeah, blows exchange. I will say it was really I like that walkthrough uh at the end of like the domestic um domestic uh abuse it was like a walkthrough of the apartment and it was like uh-huh. everything was everything shattered was and it was yeah. like handheld camera and everything. I, I like that. I don't know that that had an artistic flair to me that I was yeah. into. Madonna um, gave some pretty good direction in this movie. Yes. No, I. it's a shame. I, I really haven't seen any of her other movies, but now it makes me go, hmm, I kind of want to see them for what it does. Yeah. It does make me excited to see her movie that she is doing about herself. Oh, Whoa, okay. Interesting. I don't uh, know, she, about, she I didn't ca- know about that either. Yeah, she cast Julia Garner uh, um, okay. as herself. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I don't know who that is. So it does make me excited because I do think she had a good crew and she made some really strong, memorable choices for someone who mm-hmm. isn't technically like a filmmaker yeah. in the strictest sense. It- didn't she fund the whole thing herself too? Yep. Yeah, that's yeah. a good it's... way to be the be all end all. Yeah, ask yeah. Roland Emmerich with uh, Anonymous. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally. Um, and then it's just uh, the only thing with me and that Cornwallis and Oscar Isaac is does kind of feel like a fanfic a little yes, bit somehow. Like she, he, um. So the auction kind of keeps going, and eventually she bids on these gloves. And buy, her buying the gloves is what triggers the big fight that sort of ends their marriage. They get it's, physical. It's he gets Wallace's physical with her. Gloves. Yes, exactly. And she's very proudly wears them. Like, she's clearly happy that she has them, but she has shame about the financial component of it. Mm-hmm. And she dropped 10K on them. Oh, yeah. It's a very Real Housewives of New York kind of moment. Um... <laughs> And he goes, he's furious. They get into this big fight. And the next night when they're doing the fine, I think it's the last night of the auction. And he, Oscar Isaac's like, where's Wally? Would you know, have you seen her? Where is she? And they're like, I haven't listened. <laughs> One of the persons who's supposed to be your friend is like, I don't know, maybe she had somewhere better to be. I was like, oh, excuse, excuse me. He's just worried about I'm her I'm a safety. New Yorker and I'm in a rush. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I can't be bothered. so he goes, he goes back to her apartment. Somehow he found out and got in where she lives and well, she, he, sees he walked the, her home previously, but he didn't go Remember? into her, but he didn't go into well, her. Exact I think he built, talks like, to the doorman there. He's oh, like, Hey, can you okay. buzz me up? And I'm sure they, yeah. you know, security guard to security guard. The door yeah. was ajar. Yeah. And, and the then he finds, yeah. And he is very worried for her and it's very sweet. It's, very hot how he's like where are you oh it's and he sees her and he's like it's okay it's she's clearly in shock um he takes her back to his gorgeous exposed brick beautiful apartment (laughs) (laughs) very great apartment for i don't know how much they made in 98 at sotheby's for security guards apparently they were compensated very well yeah yeah uh really because his apartment baby grand piano oh my god this thing those things are like I mean, $160,000. And that should tell you even too, like enough about the apartment that in New York, 
he had space for that piano and it didn't take up the entire square footage of his apartment. Of space, yeah, he though. had the luxury of two bedrooms. Yes. Anyway. Yes. But still one and, bathroom. <laughs> and a kitchen. <laughs> and a kitchen with a dining room. That shit doesn't happen in New York. Yeah. Damn. And a uh, little fun fact, he spent like three months, Oscar Isaac, uh, practicing the piano because he had never played. Oh. Is wow. that actually him playing? Mm-hmm. Oh, I did not know. I that. believe so. I mean, he trained well, for a long time. Well, what? maybe he like trained for that I piece. About Oscar Isaac playing piano yesterday. We what were watching was it. Uh, it's just it's just gonna go full circle on my love for Oscar Isaac. I was like, damn, oh, I yeah. want Oscar Isaac to play me like that piano. <laughs> yeah, baby. Oh yeah, Sam. Even bow, I was in, bow, bow, obsessed bow. with Oscar Isaac. Yeah, yeah. They, no, he, was he, was so get, he was getting really into it. Um, oh yeah. Anyways, it was a beautiful uh, piece. Oh, can can we go back to the auction real quick? I have a fun yes. anecdote to tell you. Yes. Um, that auction looks super fun, and mm-hmm. I was not expecting an uh, a, a, a kind of a, a stuffy collar auction to look so fun. But I had a dream, I think, yesterday, but it mm-hmm. felt so real. Where I, it was that auction, but then where is Waldo kind of like bid as well? And then it was just for one shot, and it was like, okay, and where's Waldo has eight thousand, and, and then it just went on, and I was like, what the hell? And then I woke up and I was like, that actually happened in the movie. And then this whole thing today, this whole thing today, I was like, no, it wouldn't have happened in this movie. Wait, wait a minute. No, it didn't happen in this movie. So I finally have, oh, before the podcast, realized oh they did not just do that a joke where's shot. Where's Waldo is not like a, <laughs> a gimmick of movie. Yeah, who bit on a, a, a corn <laughs> or old Wallace's gloves? I mean, anyway, that's all yeah. I that that would have really added added uh, something to we'd, this. We have old I'd Wallace, so corn hard. Wallace, and where's Wallace? Listen, <laughs> listen. Madonna knows everyone. She was able to get Waldo last minute. He was already in New York at the time. He was on set for a day and a half. You know yeah, what? It was like a she, favor, favor she, to a friend, stop by, you know. Yeah. She's yeah. probably found uh, Carmen San Diego, you know? Probably. She knows in the world where she is. All right. Totally. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, and then just to cut back, so uh, Edward and Wallace, or David, whatever the fuck he's supposed to be called, um, their, their uh, affair continues and. They have lunch in, I be, I don't know if it was in England or in France at the time. They have lunch with Elizabeth and Bertie, who then famously mm. become king and queen. And they are uh, the recently departed Queen Elizabeth II's parents. And you see Natalie Dormer as uh, Queen Elizabeth, not not yet queen. And so then conniving. Bertie, yes, very conniving, very bitchy. This was her precursor to like Game oh, of yeah. Thrones. Like, this is right all away. she needed to audition for Game of Thrones. Just, just yeah. like, hey, did you see me in WE? I'll do that same thing, <laughs> yeah. except as a Tyrell. Yeah. yeah, and it's just very subtle. She's like, well, we're so used to getting our letters from you, David. Oh, Wallace is much better at that than me, and all those little things. And then Birdie, he's just, his stammer feels exaggerated. Right. Mm-hmm. In this one. I, he definitely had one, but it, and who, God love whoever they cast. I'm sorry, I don't know your name. Something Fox. Megan yeah. Fox, probably. Lord, Megan Lord Fox. Fox? Um, but he's just very coward, kind of cowardly and just awkward, not stylish and cool and chic like they are. And she yeah, just Lauren says, Fox. Natalie Dormer just says, 
and where's your husband these days? And Wallace just kind of says, he's working in London. And then that's when the, my favorite scene where they're, she's walking the dogs and she's just like, they'll never accept me. He's like, no, you'd be a great queen. She's like, uh, you're delusional. That's never going to happen. And then this, I just, it's, it's not real, but I just love how they acted it where she's like, if I had any sense at all, I would just disappear. And he kind of holds her and says, you can go wherever you like, do whatever you want, but wherever you go, I'll follow you. And I'm just like, oh my God. I love I'll it. follow you, Rose. But that line could also be very much taken as a threat. <laughs> yes, and it could, it does, yeah. looking back, it does kind of hearken to the real kind of um, psychosis of the real Edward, who was severely emotionally stunted and, like, just mm-hmm. needed someone. Um, but, yeah, I definitely love that scene. And then another one that I, I really like is when they're all having a big party and they take the Benzedrine cocktails that was and so the, weird. And yeah, then the sex the pistols king play. Drugs everybody in the fucking room without them knowing. <laughs> yeah, he he does drug an entire room full of people while they're like sleepy and like falling asleep. And he's like, "We need to get more energy in here. Let's put these drugs in everyone's drinks. Adderall yeah. for everyone. Yeah, yeah, super Adderall. Super Adderall for everyone. Oh, okay. you yeah. get an Adderall, and you get an Adderall, all unknownst to you. Yeah. Mix it yeah. with alcohol. That's healthy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. He did. <laughs> and we know they're all size zero, so they're not eating. Oh yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, but yeah, I do just love the way they shot the dancing and how just fun it was. And she goes dancing, and I, it does, it is kind of fun how she just takes the, Madonna's just like, and we're gonna play Sex Pistols. It's going to be fun. Yeah, okay. That was something where, like, them playing the Sex Pistols in that scene, I would have loved more of that, that throughout yeah. the entire, sure. like, all of the flashbacks to have, like, this really, like, modern kind of music going. I thought that that was cool. That was, like, one of my favorite uses of music in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I really enjoyed that part. And it just kind of, exa- it, it, um, What's the word? It kind of heightens their uh, their style and chicness. And then you see them, they're traveling in France and she's getting more charms. And then the scene where she's in that gorgeous, I think it's a Scaparelli uh, suit and that really cool um, black uh, headpiece. And there's the song that's like, ay, 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 ay. And she's dancing and Cornwallis is like looking at her like through, you know, cause it's all in her mind. And she just, Wallace just looks back at her and goes, get a life. <laughs> So shady. It's like, stop obsessing over me. (laughs) And so, yes, she's still very unhappy. And then the movie just goes on. He abdicates. It's very sad. It's supposed to be sad, even though I think (laughs) in real life. To me, at this point in the movie, it gets very dull. um, When we get to the abdication, because... They're not dancing with Benzedrine. I don't know. Something happens <laughs> where it just gets very boring for me. And the Cornwallis's marriage is kaput. And then she eventually, Abby, Abby Cornish, um, goes to France to try to read these letters. Mm-hmm. These private letters that were not at the auction. And she goes to this guy, Muhammad Al-Fayed, who, if I am correct in my research, mm-hmm. was father to Dodi Al-Fayed, the boyfriend of Diana, who died with her that night in Paris. Oh. oh. That's a fun little added layer. And so if I, it's, I think, 
you could argue that like he had a cured I don't know how accurate it is, but it, it is interesting to think he acquired all this how this Windsor history as sort of a power yeah, play Windsor against drama. the family that killed his son. Mm-hmm. Because his because to this day, Mohammed Al Fayed is convinced that it was all a conspiracy. They wanted to kill Diana. So yeah. That's just mm-hmm. a little fun little tidbit. I, I, she eventually reads the letters. Yes, Wesley. I, I was gonna I was gonna say I, I was like, I recognize the Al Fayed or whatever as the the uh um what you were saying as Diana's uh, boyfriend, but I was like, I don't know if that's I don't think they have any relation right. for some reason. Like in my mind, it, it, I was like, no, that could be t- that's too perfect. Yeah. And I don't even know if there was an auction, a Sotheby's auction in 1998. I don't there know. Was. You know, it, there was. OK, cool. Yay. Oh, sorry. Not 98. There was an auction the year the movie came out. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, so like not in legit, the 90s. The, the auction that they filmed. The real auction happened like two weeks later. Wow. So <laughs> why was it? Can I can I ask this question to the group? Why do you think that it was set in 1998? I don't know. I, yeah. I, yeah, I, 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 I don't if, know. If I didn't read uh, like a synopsis or if I didn't read like the, the log line, I would have not known that it was no. 1998. And I don't think there's a reason for it. I actually only discovered that when Lily started going through the plot. I was like, oh, right. really? I thought they just right. said it like in modern, whatever, you know, the year that this movie came out. Yeah. Because like the, some the, of the, the tech is like a little old, but also yeah. it's like this Right. Old you don't see this. House, so it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. sure. Right. Like she there's has no a devices. Cell phone. She has yeah. a smallish cell phone that I was like, I caught that after I saw that it was. Uh, but also he has frosted tips the uh the uh psychologist and i was like okay all right maybe maybe that's that's why they wanted it to make this guy look like a douche <laughs> yeah cuz i think this kind of works as sort of like just ageless present day like it doesn't seem very time specific to me um so that kind of worked more than oh 1998 okay um yeah, i don't yeah. know maybe something maybe just trying to I don't know if maybe pr- something pre nine eleven. I don't know. I don't know if the towers were in the background at all. Um, but even so, they couldn't have yeah. been. They shot it in twenty eleven. <laughs> no, I know, but they could have like uh, changed yeah. it. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, that was funny. And um, so yeah, she and Evgeny. She's in Paris, and she reads the letters, and you learn that she was really unhappy in the marriage. In Wallace in many was. Ways. Yes. Old, old, Wallace old Wallace in her letters says that she was, yeah, unhappy. Um, and she says, like, I must be with him always. And, of course, th- something that we know to be historically inaccurate is David on the phone with them saying, I just want to serve my country. And you learn, and then it goes back to Natalie Dormer and Birdie, who, is, who are now king and queen. And she's like, you know you'll give in if you speak to him. You can't, you can't let them back in. And um, so you you're given the impression that they were just given the cold shoulder by the whole family and, you know, for no good reason other than being in love. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And they, and like, I think they also try to address the, the Nazi stuff again here where she's like, it was all just like a misunderstanding. And like, you know, it was like, mm, mm, mm. but yeah, uh, no. Yeah. It's like you were bone and ribbon trough. Come on. 
I would say from looking at the that revelation of the letters of her saying how unhappy she actually was, if we are looking at this as just a f- completely fictional version of these yeah. two historical people, I liked that as a twist of like this whole time Cornwallis has been like overly romanticizing this you know historical relationship into being like this whole big thing and then reading these letters and being like oh wow all of what i thought was true about this was actually not true at all and she was actually very unhappy so i like that story wise as a twist that happens good good acting too with the letter reading I was like, oh, she's yeah. saying it one way and realizing the same thing. But then Andre, our, our old Wallace, is like actually bawling and crying and saying it another way. And I was like, oh, wow. And I love, I sound like a broken record. I love how it's shot. I love yeah. how it's, she's reading it. And then all of a sudden she's there with them while they're fighting about whether they can ever go back to London and they're stuck you know, as the world's most celebrated parasites and her mascara is running down her face and it's all very yeah. dramatic. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the quote that just takes me out of it completely now that I'm older and I'm no longer 15 watching it <laughs> is um, her, because ri- it, it's letters to Wallace's aunt, I think in Baltimore, because um, that's where she was from. Baltimore. She is saying, you have yeah. no idea how hard it is living out the greatest romance of the 20th century. Yeah. yeah. There was a lot of that. There was like at the beginning, the newsreel, like they kept oh kind of God. telling you about like the history and was like the greatest love story of the 20th century. And I was like, who is, who, who is actually saying this on the news? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like who is actually yeah, not, saying that? Like, <laughs> not the BBC. The public was against it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, I don't know. Yeah. Not the British Broadcasting Corporation. Yeah, notice that that girl, the the person who said that, had an American accent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I'm teasing. Um, so then she, uh, Cornwallis sort of steps into their world, and while Wallace is crying on the bed, mascara running down her face, saying, at least you have each other. And then Andrea Riceboro oh just says, this isn't some kind of fairy tale. Wake up! And slaps her. Yeah. I know she gets, smacked she a gets lot. slapped a lot in this movie. She takes she takes a few hits. Yeah. 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 yeah well, it def- so it kind of ruins well, no. the illusion. Um, she comes back to reality. Oh, there goes gravity. Oh, there no. goes yeah, gravity. I was um, say yeah. the same thing. <laughs> and she realizes while she's on this trip in France, she is pregnant. How does she realize that? Yeah. She, she How does a woman a know she, that she's she goes, pregnant? <laughs> she's sick during the morning. Duh. How does yeah, she's sick work? during the morning and, you know, throws up in a toilet got and that... immediately she knows. <gasps> Listen, Oscar Isaac sperm, they're swimmers. All right. They get, oh they work. <laughs> Whoa. Jesus. All right. All right. All right. I'm all just right. saying years, years with the British guy, nothing. And then, you know, two nights with Oscar Isaac, she's knocked up. I'm just saying. Hey. You know what? Mm-hmm. I'm glad she said, uh, Lily said that because now I don't have the most disgusting <laughs> said on this There con- we go. This it all works out. <laughs> oh, but yeah, we do. Man. And then she she's back in New York. She's in Central Park. And it goes she's very sitting. fast from this point. Yes. Yeah. And she um, she's sitting on the, the bench next to Wallace. Wallace is in full, you know, fabulous costumes and you're sort of given the impression that this is sort of the end of her fast, not fascination, but she 
is now able to live her life to the fullest so she doesn't need to be a voyeur in Wallace's anymore. Mm. And that's sort of shown, I think really, again, I really like, <laughs> I really like this part. And she gives Wallace's uh, back the gloves. So oh. she's kind of giving oh, yeah, uh, a piece of nice. Wallace back. Mm-hmm. And um, Cor- Cornwallis asks Wallace, um, do you think we can change our own destiny? And she just says, oh, I think you know the answer to that. And it's just, I don't know. I just like the idea that there's someone in history that you could just kind of communicate with if you have but, a strong yeah. enough connection to them. But That's I, something just, um, I, I don't know. I like that idea that, again, I think Sam and I were both four, fours on the Enneagram, so we can, I don't know, we feel like we can kind of talk to people if we, you know, obsess enough or read enough about someone. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah. I was going to say, I didn't, I, I felt like I was, like, I kind of, I didn't realize this. So I, I thought I was dumb because I was like, wait, that's the thesis of the movie? Controlling your own destiny? No, I don't think that's the thesis. But that, it felt like it was the ending oh. s- statement. So therefore it was. So I was like, wait, that was the whole point of this movie? Controlling your destiny? And I guess for Abby, oh, I'm sorry, Cornwallis, yeah, <laughs> it was. But, yeah. um yeah well yeah one thing that i thought was like kind of like a bigger theme that i feel like we like haven't like fully touched on yet was like throughout the whole thing um cornwallis kind of keeps talking about um how you know everyone kind of talks about this story from uh david like you know king edward's perspective of look at all the things that he gave up look at everything that he sacrificed in order to be with this woman and no one ever talks about like what did wallace simpson sacrifice in order to be in this relationship and so that's that's also why again story-wise and just like you know i like that twist of at the end where she's reading these letters and now you're finally getting all of like oh shit like this wasn't a fairy tale romance this was you know it was hard yeah yeah and i think there could have been i don't know i just think if i was because i think at the end of every episode we think what we would have done for the movie how we would have <laughs> you know what's the choices we would have made yeah, i Madonna. think yeah <laughs> coming for you madge no yeah. um i think i just really would have diminished Cor- abby cornish's part where it was just this person yeah. she's kind of an enigma and it's really just about how we fantasize and how we romanticize reality or mm. how we romanticize the past and history, certain parts of history, rather than this whole relationship she had with her husband and then Evgeny. I think it just, because to me, the movie's at its best when it's in the past, when it's in the 30s and 40s, those yeah. grand scenes of the castles and the costumes and the music mm-hmm. and the dancing and everything. Um, it can get very boring uh, watching it now when you're in New York and you're like, okay, she's back at Sotheby. She's back doing everything again. Um, but See, yeah. I would disagree. I actually thought the, I, I would have God lost. God damn the, it, Wesley. No, no, no. I mean, I would have lost the, the King's part and diminished the other side. I don't know why, because hmm. I, I just, I, I, I kind of enjoyed, I enjoyed the modern day stuff. Uh, yeah. I, I, I'm on Lily's side on this one. Uh, looking back at my notes, I have notes saying, what's the point of the modern relationship? Why are they even married? <laughs> Followed by, Oscar Isaac is the only good thing about the modern plot. Followed by, Maybe. this movie's half an hour too long. Get rid of the modern stuff. 
<laughs> I will yeah, agree I, with I, you on that it is too long. Yes. Just so it, yeah. We actually, like, we started it kind of early, um, and uh, we got to, like, an ethic way to, like, pause it for something. And yeah. I thought it was like, I was like, oh, shoot, sorry, we got to pause it. And I know we probably only it's have, like, a like, couple minutes yeah. left. And then we paused it. It was like, wait, there's still 30 minutes? <laughs> like, this felt like <laughs> things were, like, wrapping up. Yeah. Um, because at this point, Cornwallis and Oscar Isaac are already together. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the king has already abdicated. Seems like, okay, cool. Everything's kind of wrapping up. And basically, they took that last half hour to do that whole letter uh point which i really enjoyed the letter point but i think if it had ended there i would have also been satisfied with the movie sure 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 yeah i think there could have been something else instead of oh now she's pregnant and now everything's gonna be fine well Mm -hmm. we forget that there's another scene with wallet the ending scene with her and the king is like them in 72 yeah. And I actually like this scene. It it was jarring at first and kind of funny, like uh, unintentionally comical, but then I I watched it and was like, "Oh, I kind of enjoy this where David is on his deathbed. Uh he has an oxygen mask and he's like or uh and then Wallace is very caring and says, "Hey, what do you need? Do you want me to rub your feet? I'm very caring. You you're all I have essentially in this world." And then David's like dance for me and uh she puts on some samba again and no it's chubby checker it's chubby checker that's right that's right you're right come on she does the twist she does the twist she is in great shape yeah i I thought that that was was lovely yeah i like that part too and it's interesting even if it's fictional right exactly this whole movie is right, fictional right. sorry <laughs> that should be said this, yeah yeah this is historical fiction emphasis on the fiction yes right and um it's cool too because when you see abby leave the house in paris she's on you know but then she sees and i didn't notice this until today she sees wallace's shadow up in the window she sees yeah. the silhouette and i thought that was great because it's also like okay she's she's leaving wallace at the house she's not it, you know wallace will not come back haunted. with her it's well, uh, well that too. yeah, no, Peter, you said haunted, but I actually thought that was like a man with horns because of the hairstyle and the silhouette. I was like, <laughs> there's just somebody with horns in yeah. there? What the heck? She she did have just Madonna like, during a costume Dracula hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um yeah, I think what the the only other thing I'll say too is the yeah, there was just stuff about pregnancy and children in this movie that I don't think needed to be in there. Like, in the beginning... Yes. It was yeah, very cliched. No. Like, it yes. felt like they were just trying to find something else to tie their two stories together. And yes, I did not feel from either of them, like, in the plot, this desire to have kids. It just kind of felt like something that like, be like, Oh yeah, no, I, I, I am also still trying aggressively to have kids, yeah. but like, it just didn't ever I, seem like something they genuinely wanted ever. Yeah. And it felt, um, the only reason it felt like she, like it, it, it only felt like she was grieving when she was writing her letters. She said, I know I've disappointed him. I know how much the Duke wanted children. So it felt like kids was just this thing she could give to him. Mm-hmm. Not, not. I really want to be a mom, but I want to give children to my husband, uh, which That's I think are point. two yeah. very, which are two very different things. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and the th- the thing in the beginning, I was just like, yeah, what the hell is like, that? That was just so like intense and did not get yeah. the tone of like any of the rest of the movie almost. It, it felt just very like, much like right. this is so intense. And, she, and he was cartoonish, and I know that I'm. Yes, he was yeah. also like over he the was top, like. like yeah, to like, where's my I'm dinner? I'm home seven hours late. And you don't have a hot meal ready for me? Yeah, no, he he was also like way over the top villain. Like, yeah. I was like oh and it God. felt very much like Madonna was just using this to, so that we would sympathize with her no matter what. Right. Yeah. Um, but at that which, point, we didn't like, even you know who it was. If it was yeah. Tom Wallace or Wallace. Right. Because it's like, so what? She was divorced before she met David Harbour. Like, who cares? Like, that's not... Uh-huh. It was a different that doesn't time, matter. 2011. 2011, we were all in the dark. <laughs> Twilight. Uh, yeah. Um, Twilight. <laughs> so, yeah. W.E. Madonna. Madonna. Yeah, do, you, do you have a metaphor for us, Lily? So, this movie. <laughs> oh, shit. Do I? I don't know. Do you guys have like one? The... Yeah. I feel like it's. Well, P- what, P- what are you going to say, Peter? Yeah, this movie is Wallace. Uh, okay. Do you uh, uh, and you're the king? No, we're, no, we're it can't be from his point of view. It has to be yeah, from the, Val- the whole message of the movie was about her point of view. I thought you were going to do the letter thing. thing. Okay, whatever. so Wesley, say the letter thing. Yeah. Oh, well, you 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 read the letters. Do you? Yeah, that didn't work. This How movie is the letters. There's an, there's an auction going on. Do you uh-huh. do you spend twenty five thousand or whatever ten k on these gloves, or do you do you let the person on the phone take it, or do you not even participate in this bidding at all? Yeah, the person okay. on the phone is obscurity. The highest bidder. So you're okay. coming down. Okay. That's so good, I that's, I like those three options. So it's about the British monarchy. Uh, I'm definitely going to the auction. Definitely okay. going. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll put some money out there. I'll, you know, I'll amp up the price. But um, as a 27 year old, kind of more jaded, uh, <laughs> I'd like to. I'd like to think a little more mature than when I was 16, watching this in my aunt's basement. Um, I, I, I will not bid on the gloves, but I will be happy that I went and happy that I got to see them and got to see the history. Of the Duke and Duchess of Windsor. Mm. Cool, cool. Gotcha. Um, well, I'll I'll go next because I feel like I have basically the same answer. Which <laughs> I because I was just sitting here thinking I was like, oh god, when this metaphor comes up, they're usually so like hate it, love it kind of. And I I'm like a lot of times I'm like sort of in the middle on a lot of these yeah. movies we watch. So and this one I think I feel the most like indifferent kind of of like i really liked some aspects of it and i also feel like lily like if you and i had watched this together in high school it probably would have been all like oh my god um oh they were so in love yeah and like watching it now and knowing more about who they were in real life it just makes me like did we really need to like overly romanticize these two like like probably not such great people you know, was that needed? Probably. So yeah, I think I'd I'd go, I'd watch the auction, but I wouldn't I wouldn't bid anything. I'd let it, you know, either someone else buy it or obscurity is gonna take it. But <laughs> but you, happens, you happens. But you would have fun at the auction scene. But everyone. yes, I, I would have fun at the auction and be like, wow, they got some great music playing. 
while I'm here at this auction. (laughs) Visually stunning array. But uh, plot-wise, as far as what happens to these gloves, I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Take it or leave Uh, it. I can go next. Um, So I like this movie, but um, there's always that, like... I think it's meant as criticism. No, I know it's meant as criticism, but there's this comment in like when people critique a movie that's too stylish, it's like it's style over substance. And I had no problem with the style at all. I actually like the style. Mm-hmm. I, um, again, the biggest takeaway for me. Yeah. Right. Biggest takeaway for me. That's is the like, fun part. Yeah. Is Madonna is maybe a good director, which I was like, wow, I didn't, uh, I want to now know her body of work and the only reason i even want to watch this movie again is basically to i don't know if if anybody if i suggest this to anybody to watch i would say watch it for the style um and again the style over substance i'm actually increasing like i really like uh style more than substance these days (laughs) yeah Uh, i I just watched half of elvis yesterday and i was like whoa yeah that's that's only style Uh, (laughs) but anyway um, but that has a place that there's a time and a place for style rocky horror show what the hell is the substance you know there's yeah there's no no real plot in rocky horror but it's a wild fun ride it's amazing it's It's fun it was but countercultural. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> I will I'll get, bring it back to the auction. I will <clears throat> do what you said. I mean, I I'll, I'll follow in your guys' footstep. I'll bid up. I'll be like, "Hey, if I get this for a like $300, perfect. I'll take it." But if it goes past a certain amount and that amount is like minimum, uh I'll be like, "Obscurity, take the wheel." <laughs> Yeah, I I I agree with you, Wesley. I I think I I also love the style in this movie. I think this movie needed more of that style. I think it yeah. got I think it got too bogged once again, down. I I've do, I've documented my uh, distaste for the modern plot mostly, <laughs> but I yeah I I think I legit think you cut out the whole uh, modern British husband abusive relationship weird thing you cut that entire subplot out throw it out the window give a little more time to uh uh afghani and like some more fun stylized stuff in the 30s i would love this movie um yeah maybe she's like a single woman like that's that's the thing maybe she's a single woman romanticizing Right, and hers, it's just the search for love, not that she's in a bad marriage. She's just lonely. Or even that could even have just been like a past thing that you don't ever see in the movie, but you just know that she recently got out of this like a I like this movie better that we're describing. And now we're just having her fall in love with the security guard. Tying that back to the auction. I'm definitely pro-security guard love story. Yes. For sure. So tying that back to the auction metaphor... Yes. I'm not bidding on the gloves. Not one <laughs> I'm bidding on other items. Okay. Um, I will go to this auction. I'll have a great time. I will say, I like what this auction's going for. This item has its flaws. There's other stuff. I see a lot of stuff taking influence from this. A lot of stuff kind of like heading down that same direction. I'm doing that. I, I will probably not suggest this movie to anybody, but... Uh, uh, kind of similar to what everybody else was saying is like, 
if if there's any point into watching this movie, it's like they they had good style and they crafted a good fictional romance based on <laughs> real characters. Yeah, yeah. I what, think what? this movie is a really good example of creative license. <laughs> yes, yeah, very good example <laughs> based on a true story that should be in front of it. Inspired yeah, and I think it is by a true story. It's inspired by a true story. Yes. Yeah, and I think there is there is something to be said about not taking history so seriously and mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. bogged down with it has to be exactly like you know because who gives a shit? It's a movie. But that's the problem with biopics is you distort yeah. history already. So in a way that I'm like, yeah, who gives a shit? Watch the movie. I'm also like. This is really inaccurate, and I find the whole like birdie subplot like pretty offensive to me. But like I, I, I was like, okay, yeah. it's a movie that by Madonna. Um, I don't know why I threw Madonna under the bus, but it is a movie by Madonna. <laughs> yeah, I feel like oh, God, we, I Madonna did a really good job of making this movie better. I know, I know. Right, I like too. what I is? You're right. Because when I, you think about what is Madonna good at, she's great at fashion, and she's always been a great dancer. What did these? What does this movie had? Beautiful costumes, great dance sequences, and emotions. She's good and at emotions. Emo- <laughs> she's good at feeling things. Well, um, no, I'm just saying emotionality more than oh, rationality is what sure. I'd say. And um, then um, I'm just gonna say one more thing about uh, Madonna's film career. I have one so, more thing to say, and then and then we can okay. <laughs> so in the '90s, Madonna played Evita. In the the uh, musical adaption of Evita, and famously, Evita Perón gave shelter to Germans in oh, the forties yeah. after the war in exchange for a lot of money. Which she then, the myth is that she then gave that money into like public works and infrastructure. Which who knows? Um, so it's just interesting to me that Madonna picks her uh, her characters as like kind of okay with Nazis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nazi sympathizers, women in history. Madonna. Next, yeah. is, gonna be, next is gonna be Coco Chanel. I mean, it's we better, be no. I, we we better get an answer on this podcast from Madonna. She Madonna, better address call in. address this call, to our call podcast. me babe eight 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 four zero six two. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I just thought that was an interesting thing just about. Because when, yeah. when she does film, it's like a league of their own and Nazi-adjacent women. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just strange to me. Yeah. Um, so the last thing that I'm going to say is I wanted to point out a really cool shot. And it was when Oscar Isaac uh, like ushers whatever Cornwallis out the door and is like standing there and like walks down the street. The It has just rained. And, like, the sidewalk is just, like, wet. And I thought that was really cool. I don't know if it was intentional that they got the whole sidewalk wet. But I was like, ooh, I smell New York. Like, this is a (laughs) evocative, like, I I really love this. So that's what stuck to me. Stuck in me? Stuck with me. The smell of New York. That's the perfect. uh, Oscar Isaac. Sex symbol. Yeah. Well, just just the sidewalk, maybe. Just the sidewalk. Uh-huh. <laughs> the sidewalk okay. is very sexy. All right. Yeah. Well, that was fun. Sam, I believe you have our next movie. I am, and so I, I, I think <laughs> I am. I do. I do. I I'm am sorry. our next movie. 
She is the, the movie. The next movie is the, the Sam Pavage biopic. It's SP <laughs> Sam Pavage. Yes. Uh, no. Though I wish this was my biopic. No, that's not really. Anyways. <laughs> uh, I'm going to be picking what I think is the most recent, like recently made movie that we've had on our podcast so far. But I think it, it does have a very good reason for why it's obscure. So we're going to be watching 2020's uh, Wendy, oh, which right. is oh. made, oh, like, that. directed by uh, Ben I'm probably Zet, Zetlin. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to look up how to pronounce his name for next week. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, he, he also uh, directed um, Beasts of the Southern Wild, uh, and this is the next thing that he made after that. And that was a huge success. And this one, unfortunately, uh, did not get as much attention. So that's what we're going to be watching. Because uh, I, it's a good one. I'm, I'm excited I'm s- to hear I don't want to watch another women-centered movie. I'm sick of it. <laughs> I know. Two in a row. Oh, my God. Too much. Too much. Where's all the men's voices? There's a lot of lost <laughs> boys, though. So don't worry. Oh, thank God. Thank God. Uh, all right. Um, and Let's yeah, just one, one more thing. Lily, say your thing first. Is your thing relating to the uh, uh, to WE? Yes. And then roll the trailer. <laughs> Remember the voice in your head? The one that said, sneak away. Here is the place it came from. We're at the mother. We will never grow. So began the legend of Peter, the boy who would not grow up. Want to fly? We can fly. Really fly? yourself behind. You won't even know when it happened. This is where lost boys go when they're really lost. All children grow up. But some, the wild ones, the ones with a light in their eye. Escape. Wow, what a trailer. What was that thing you were trying to say, Lily, before I so rudely cut you off? So, just a quick heads up for our listeners. So, um, I'm doing a romantic uh, sort of trilogy. This was the first in the installment. And there will be uh, two more after this in sort of varying degrees of realism and uh, heightened reality. So this is kind of the first one, the grand sweeping historical one. Mm. Uh, and stay tuned for more. I got two more. Yes. 
Stay tuned over the next two and a half years as we cycle <laughs> through our selection choices. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that has been Hello from Obscurity. Uh, um, uh, how do we do this again? This has been so long. Uh, Guys, we took a, a break between Hulk and we this did. movie. Yes. Sorry uh, to our 10, not even 10, six viewers or whatever it is, you know. Yeah. We still have a pretty good retention. I just checked in on our demographics. We still have a pretty good retention rate after not uploading yeah. for like a month and a half. I looked at it, too. I was like, hey, guys, thank you. Well, I, I, I'll I'll spoil it for my pick. I'm going to put like a poll up. So like beware of that. Like I'm going to put up a poll. So. We can put it on our Instagram where uh-huh. That's what you I know, was our few can like, you know, consistent viewers. If you're not already following us, yes. go give us a follow at Hello from Obscurity. We'll do more on that. We promise. I like I'll get and, on that yes. too. Like we And we'll, Sam we'll, and I yeah, we'll um I will be making some TikToks finally. Hell um, in the in the near future. Sam will be helping me, even <laughs> Let's though get I those haven't asked her. Zoomers. <laughs> God. Get the um, the youth on our side. Hashtag oh, yeah. Queen of England. <laughs> Hashtag God, God save the Queen. Uh, but yes, we 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 amazing. Yes, to to uh, give you a, a little reminder, Wesley, because you do lead us in this. Gotcha. Uh, uh, I've it, been Wesley. A, that's that's my life. That's what okay. it is. All right, all right. Thank you for listening to Hello to Obscurity again. Uh, I've been Wesley. I've been Peter. I've been Lily. And I've been Sam. And goodbye from obscurity. Obscurity.